Good morning, sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell. Thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday before diving into today's betting slate and our daily betting card. Wasn't our best day of sports bets yesterday, but we're going to break it all down for you. We even got some PGA plays for you. No NHL as they're heading into their all-star break, but plenty of hoops to talk about as well. So before we get into all of that, though, we got to talk about the folks over at Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free, with a number of well-known methods available to use, so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERS at sign up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. It is available to persons in Ontario only. But most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Also have the Saskatchewan number down there in the ticker if you're watching the live show, 1-800-306-6789. Want to have fun betting, don't want to have it control our lives, so really uh, appreciate you guys uh, for betting responsibly. Now let's chat about yesterday. As we said, one in four day for the show. Maybe went a little bit too five head on some of these plays. I mean, the Manchester United one really liked the minus one and a half but instead played the first half money line. And we were wrong, 0-0 at the half, 2 to nothing was the final there. Um, United, this one was never in doubt. Nottingham Forest just outclassed overall, 5 to nothing over the two ties for United as they move on to take on Newcastle in the EFL Cup final. Now our Golden State, they're up 11 entering the fourth. They unfortunately melt down. They go to overtime and lose outright to the Timberwolves. Uh, Penn State... Couldn't cover against the number one team in the country. That's what happens when you go against the number one team in the country is you get burned. But Purdue finally covered at home. They won by 20 on the plus 10 and a half. And in East Carolina and South Florida, they got out to a flying start in the first half. They were on pace for 151. And then they just went ice cold midway through the second half. So they finished at 134. Now, the momentum builder that we're going to build off of is that Boston Bruins money line yesterday at minus 121. Uh, five to two was the final there as they head into the NHL break. Now we got to talk about two major headlines from yesterday as well. Starting with Tom Brady, he retires once again. This time it appears to be for good. Uh, the 15-time Pro Bowler, three-time League MVP, five-time Super Bowl MVP, and ultimately seven-time champion, he retires for the second time from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, tough year in Tampa for him. Uh, especially that final game against Dallas thrown at 66 times, but he's pretty much first in every statistical category for passing in league history. Um, 
he's the go to football. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. If you can't appreciate the guy having seven Super Bowls, then uh, you may have lost your lost your uh, your mind on that one. But it's not particularly close right now. It may not last forever, given uh, how long players are playing nowadays. But boy, does he have a head start on everyone else. Appreciate everything that Tom did for the game, and I hope that he enjoys that sweet, sweet money that he's going to get calling games from the booth. I think it's $350 million from Fox sitting there waiting for him, so I'm not going to feel too bad that he retired for the second time. Now, Brianna Stewart, she's heading to the New York Liberty on the WNBA side of things. We're big into the WNBA, huge Vegas Aces fans, so when I saw Candace Parker going there, I was excited. Now, they're going to have a team that can really run with them in, in the Eastern Conference, that being the New York Liberty, because you already had John Cole Jones, the 2021 MVP. She uh, got moved over to there from Connecticut. Sabrina Ionescu, she needed some help last year. Now she's definitely got it, adding Brianna Stewart and Jones. So they've got a big three there in New York. I think this is inevitably setting up uh, an Aces versus Liberty WNBA Finals, knock on wood, as long as there's no injuries. But I can't wait for the upcoming season. Regular season is going to be a bit of formality, but I do think that the playoffs are going to be incredibly exciting. So with that, let's go over to the daily game slate. we got to break down for you all the plays that are happening today. As I said, no NHL, but we do have some golf plays. We've got some basketball as well, and then we'll cap it off with our plays. But before we do, let's play the video. All right, so we got the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am that begins today. Um, Tom Hoagie is the defending champion here at this event. A couple guys who have played well here recently. Patrick Cantley finished in the top five the last two years. He's not in the field this week, but Jordan Spieth is another guy with two top fives. So I think this is a near automatic that we're going to play him to finish top 10 here. Um, I want to go top five, but I, I find that you know, you don't want to have a guy finish T6 in an event like this. So I'm playing it a bit safer with the top 10 at plus 150. Really do like this one for Jordan. Loves the track. I've been seeing a lot of Matthew Fitzpatrick already. So I'm going to stay away from that one this week because so many people are on it. Now, if we're talking about who else I like, Tom Hoagie, I'm going to take him top 20. How can you not take the defending champ to have a top 20 finish at plus 115? Getting plus money there, I feel like is really nice. Tossing a half unit on Joel Damon here at plus 175. He was top 10 here last year. He's played relatively well over the last year, um, especially over the last couple months. So I do like Joel here at plus 175, plus 190 on some books as well. We have it at 75. And then the last one, I'm going to play a half unit here, but I'm going to play it on Keith Mitchell to miss the cut at plus 240. Now, he played well last week, but he still has missed two cuts in his last five starts. Just playing a bit of a hunch here. Um, despite his top 20 here last year. So give me Keith Mitchell to miss the cut at plus 240 as a half unit play. A little bit of a riskier one, but one that I feel pretty good about heading into this event. Reminder that through the first two events of the year, we are six and two on golf plays. So we're looking to keep that momentum going. A lot of those were plus money plays as well. Now let's head over to the NBA seven games. As always, we're not going to have any official NBA plays. Um, we did that yesterday with Golden State and they were unable to, uh, cover that minus three, but 
I think right now with all the injury distinctions, it's just not making a lot of sense to go and bet the NBA, uh, at least this early in the day. If you want to get some of these lines later on, definitely go for it. But, I mean, you start in that first game with the Lakers and the Pacers. I don't know how you bet this game right now because there's so many injury distinctions out there. Um, Just on the L.A. side, you've got LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Patrick Beverly are all game-time decisions. Then you got Daniel Tice and Tyrese Halliburton game time decisions for the Pacers. Now, Lakers are minus one and a half right now. If Halliburton goes, I'm going to back the Pacers today at home. I really think that they're a completely different team when he's out there, but we may see a line shift if he does end up playing. Could also happen if some of these Laker guys get ruled out. So as of right now, if Halliburton goes, I like the Pacers. If not, then I might back the Lakers depending on who they decide to roll out there. Now, Miami, they're minus one and a half, taking on the New York Knicks. Um, Victor Oladipo and Gabe Vincent, their game time decisions. Mitchell Robinson still out for the Knicks. Now, the Knicks lost two in a row and six of their last 10, whereas the Heat have won seven of their last 10. So both teams being 12 and 14 away and at home. This is a fade line for me unless it shifts. Um, I don't like the Knicks at home, which is crazy because they get to play at MSG, but they've been a much better road team this year. So I would definitely back Miami as of now, but again, going to wait and see if they get Oladipo and Vincent playing. Memphis and Cleveland, you have the Cavaliers are all the way up to minus six and a half. They were minus two and a half yesterday. So I really hope that you got that Grizzlies line early. And it's because Steven Adams got ruled out. I know that doesn't sound like something too major, but for this team and the role that he plays, it really does. The, um, when it comes to Cleveland at home as well, they're 21 and six. So I don't know how you can't like minus two and a half. Now that it's up to minus six and a half, though, it's a little bit more confusing. Memphis are 11 and 15 away from home as well. So they're not a great road team. Might still back Cleveland at minus six and a half with no Adams, but we'll wait and see. Maybe other guys get ruled out ahead of time. Charlotte and Chicago. Chicago's minus six and a half for this one. Um, No major injuries that we didn't already know were going to be a thing. Cody Martin's out. Kelly Oubre's out. Javante Green's out. And so is Lonzo Ball. So nothing too major. We're still going to get LaMelo. We'll get Levine. We'll get DeRozan for this one. Um, Chicago are 13 and 11 at home this year. So a pretty solid home team. But they've also lost six of their last 10. So they're not playing their greatest. Um, what I am looking at though, is the fact that Charlotte's a really bad team. They're eight and 21 on the road. So maybe I'll back Chicago later on today, but at least as of now, going to keep it, uh, as a no play New Orleans and Dallas, no Zion, but it looks like Brandon Ingram is back and they need him in the worst way. Christian Wood and Kleber are out for Dallas as well, but Dallas are 18 and nine at home. The Pelicans are just nine and 17 on the road and they're losers of nine straight games. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about them as a top three or four team in the West. Now they're back down to, I believe, they're the eight seed right now in the Western Conference. I kind of like the Pelicans to cover as more of a hunch play today, but definitely not one that I'm going to give out this early in the morning. Just an early lean that we have. Um, Hopefully, Dallas maybe has another player. Maybe they rest Luka tonight because he's coming off his injury to his ankle. And then Golden State taking on Denver. Denver are minus 11 and a half right now. Obviously, a major line change here. Um, Golden State are on a back-to-back. They did go to overtime as well, so it doesn't feel like a great spot for them. Um, Ernest Silva in the comments telling us to hammer the Cleveland line. 
Um, <laughs> I didn't talk about the Rockets two game winning streak though, buddy. Sorry to, uh, sorry to hold out on you there, but yes, the Rockets have won two straight games, but when it comes to this golden state and Denver game, um, golden state, they've won. Well, they had won three straight until last night against Minnesota, Denver, 23 and four at home on the year. So it's a tough place to go and win. Um, I don't love this line because I think if golden state does play their starters, then we could see a much tighter game. I just don't know if we'll see it. I think we'll see a line shift here at minus 11 and a half right now before tip-off. And then to cap it off, we got the Clippers and Bucks. Bucks are minus four and a half. They're 21 and five at home. But the one thing to note here is that Giannis is a game-time decision. And it seems like he is every other night and he ends up going. But Marcus Morris, he's a game-time decision on the Clippers side of things. We should see the starters for the Clippers. If we see starters plus Giannis, I actually kind of like the Clippers to cover that line. But as of now, we got to stay away as always on the NBA. Now we're heading into NHL All-Star break time. So there's no place here to report for hockey, but we'll be back next week. I believe they're back on Tuesday next week with more plays. College basketball-wise, we got six ranked games. We'll go through all of them quickly. Number 19, Florida Atlantic taking on UAB. I'm kind of waiting for this Florida Atlantic team to drop a second game. It's very tough to go through an entire year sitting on one loss. And I know that they have a ton of offense here, but this is a pretty good UAB team. They're 15 and seven in conference USA. They don't cover a lot at home, which is why I'm staying away from this line, uh, at least as an official play. I think if we get up to tip off and I'm really hoping that people really try and back uh, FAB, but I do think that uh, these two, if I'm playing anything, it's probably the over 15-7-1 against the spread, uh, home and away combined. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on. Number three, Houston. They're minus 12.5 right now against Wichita State. I really hate these double-digit spreads, but they are playing a bad conference opponent. Everyone will see Wichita State and think, oh, like that's a basketball school. Well, they're 11-10 so far this year, and they're the seventh-ranked team in the AAC. Houston, they are 6-0 against the spread on the road covering. So this one definitely interests me, um, especially with Wichita State only being 3-8 covering at home. Really like the Cougars here. Washington versus number 9, UCLA. A massive spread here. UCLA is minus 17.5. I don't know how people are going and backing that today. I know that UCLA are 7-4 ATS at home. So they do cover at Poly Pavilion, but... I got to fade it at least for now. I hope that this gets bought down a little bit. If UCLA was even at minus 14 and a half, I would think about it. But overall, I just can't go that high with UCLA. Oregon versus number five, Arizona. Arizona's minus eight and a half. Definitely a fade, but I would slightly lean uh, Arizona. Wildcats are not great covering at home, but they are a vastly better team. They should score 75 plus in this game. It's all about whether or not Oregon can put up 70 points themselves I question whether they can which is why I said that I'm fading it but I'm talking myself into it the more that I'm talking about it that being that Arizona minus eight and a half and then we've got a couple of West Coast Conference games because we got two ranked teams in that conference right now Santa Clara taking on number 12 Gonzaga who are minus 14 and a half gotta fade this one Gonzaga has been a really tough one to bet on the spread this year unlike years past Santa Clara can certainly score just they would need to hold Gonzaga to under 90, I think, to cover this spread tonight. Um, they do give up 72 points per game, but Gonzaga's offense at 86 per game makes this a stay-away game. 
And then to cap it off, San Francisco taking on number 18, St. Mary's. Definitely leaning San Fran plus 13 and a half. I'm not going to bet it. Um, but it, in fact, we had it at 13 and a half. It's now down to 12 and a half, which makes me even more uncomfortable about it. San Fran are four and three on the road against the spread and St. Mary's, while they are the much better team, San Francisco is not exactly uh, a bad team themselves. St. Mary's would only cover if the defense holds them to under 60 points, in my opinion. So if we get San Francisco getting to that 65 mark, I think we see them cover this line fairly easily. So with that, we've given you all the plays. Now let's go over to our last call pick segment sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, where we give you our four betting plays for today that we have all college basketball plays. But before we do, let's play the video. Last Mountain Distillery is family-owned and operated, located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are still out now, including their famous cherry whiskey. Go pick up their old-fashioned, their vodka. Their root beer schnapps. They have a lot of great stuff over there at Last Mountain Distillery. Really appreciate supporting local at this show. So with that, we're actually going to have five plays for you here today. I forgot that we snuck one in later on last night, but let's get into it. We got five plays for you, starting with Wisconsin-Milwaukee Panthers, minus 11.5 versus IUPUI. The Panthers averaged 78 points per game on an IUPUI defense that is not very good and has only won three games this year. Really love this road cover spot. We're also playing that Houston Cougars minus 12 and a half versus Wichita State. Until Houston don't cover on the road, I don't care what the number is. I'm going to back them. They're my favorites to win the NCAA title this year. So give me the Houston Cougars. I'm also going to play that Arizona Wildcats minus eight and a half at minus 110 for one unit. I just trust they. This is a fresh top five team in the nation. They score plenty of points. I don't think Oregon will keep up, and Arizona's playing at home. Give me the minus eight and a half. I'm staying in the Pac-12 and playing Utah minus seven and a half versus Stanford. Uh, Utah are eight and five against the spread at home, and seven games above 500 compared to a nine and 12 Stanford team. I think this is a great spot for them to win by double digits. And then to cap it off, we got this line at the minus two and a half. I would even play the minus six and a half right now. That being the Cleveland Cavaliers against the Memphis Grizzlies. Cavs are a wagon at home. Grizzlies struggle on the road. think it's a great spot for them to win. Hopefully they win by double digits. We both cover, considering you'd have to get that at six and a half now. But we appreciate everyone who tuned into the show today. Follow us on Twitter at HedgePod. That's where we give out a lot of our live college basketball plays. Maybe look at some more NBA lines once these lineups are finalized. We're in full swing of things with college basketball, heading into Super Bowl, heading into the NHL All-Star break. But we'll see you guys tomorrow to give you some more plays before we head into the weekend. And we'll see you guys next episode for the Competitive Hedge podcast.